Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the podcast that you all know and have moderate respect for. What's that smell? You thinking again. Uh-huh. And this is something crazy. Me and David are in the same room today. We are? Yeah, right. I didn't, I didn't know I'm that. right here in front of you right you, now. You are? This isn't like the average day where we're usually using it over a call. You know, where he's yeah. up in Wisconsin, I'm down here in Illinois. He's down here in Illinois with me. I am. And next week's episode, I'll be up there in Wisconsin, so stay tuned for that. Yes, it's going to be very sir. interesting. Yes, sir. All right, so how you doing, David? I'm doing all right, Connor. How are you doing today? I am doing just dandy, and I have a really, we have a really interesting topic to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Something that... Uh, I know that David and I are both big fans as, you know, we've talked about it a bit with like something like the Goofy movie, but we're going to talk about animation today. Mm-hmm. The insanely uh, varied, like, I wouldn't even say it's a genre, it's more of a medium where you can do all kinds of crazy stuff and all kinds of crazy different things that you never thought were possible because you can't, you know, can't do that in live action, you know? Yeah. So I want to ask you, David, before we begin, what, ah, uh, I dropped my notebook. That's not good. <laughs> What makes animation so, like, different than just, you know, the, the casual movie? Like, what makes it stand out? Like, what do you mean, like, compared to, like, a live-action movies? Well, like, what, what makes it unique? Why pick animation as your, uh, for creating your movie, you know? Well, kind of, you see that I feel like animation opens a whole world, a whole slew of things that live-action can't do. Like, for example, take, take Aladdin. Oh, right? I knew we were going to talk about the live-action yeah. remakes at some point. <laughs> Um, like we were watching a nostalgia critic last night. Um, who was talking about how like, and we we figured this out watching it ourselves. But um, there's so many things that you can do with animation. Like take the genie for example. There's so a wide range of things that not only um Robin Williams' voice could do, but the animation team could do, and just it it has a whole different world that you can't do. With like a blue live action genie, Will Smith, like, exactly. like that's just it. Just, it's not the same. It's not the same feel. It just it just looks ugly mm-hmm. compared to like the animations. So many more things you could do, and it looks so fluid. Yeah, to build off of that, like I think animation has like certain rules to it mm-hmm. that um, that I feel like the the live action stuff it, it kind of has to. Uh, like live action can't do because you know the real world has its own rules and you can't change it. Yeah. Animation has its rules, but you can do whatever you want with it. You can make the rules whatever you want, and like that kind of makes it so that live action is limited while animation can do whatever. It, it kind of has that freedom. Like you could make beautiful landscapes in CGI, mm-hmm. but they still would be limited by what's by what could actually be made realistic. You mm-hmm. know, like it couldn't be cartoony. Mm-hmm. in live action but like in an animation you could have cartoony you could have realistic you could have like a replicating paintings there's so much variety in like the how you can make something look in animation versus live action there's so much like variety there i think it's really cool yeah i, um, I really agree here's some um a couple things uh what about some other advantages of of animation like what else can animation do that live action can't what do you think Whew. um i mean besides it opening up a whole new world of things um i think that animation has a way of being mature and immature in some ways you see because typically you think of animation you think of kids movies like the classic disney movies you know they're they're good towards kids more but at the same time they could have more mature vibe to them too and it's they they can do things that a lot of live action stuff can't do you know um like for kids movies for example you can do like these large scale fantasy adventures that you that you can't really do with live action like you need a lot of cgi and just looks fake you know but when it's animated it looks so much cleaner and better and i feel like you can really work on the imagination imagination and creativity is seen better through animation than it is through live action because you're limited you're limited by the real world with live action but it's endless possibilities with animation you see and that can go for children's stuff and it can also go for adult stuff too oh yeah i agree 100 percent. like that kind of leads into another question we're talking about like the uh how animation is often geared towards kids uh but like 
at the same time like animation is such a complicated medium like there's so much effort that goes into animation regardless if it's cgi hand-drawn uh stop motion etc there's so much effort that goes into the animation process that like it almost feels like every time you're watching an animated film it feels like a passion project even mm. if it's bad like the animation clearly has a lot of effort that went into it and like that's kind of like that mature side you mentioned like it's for kids it can be for kids but at the same time it also has such these impressive visuals and things that you don't just see in live action movies that like you go like wow that's look at that effort you know yeah it puts on display the talent of all the animators and it's just so impressive yeah um i want to take for example um movie spider-man into the spider-verse mm-hmm. like that movie it's geared towards kids but like the animation is so different it's so unique it's like it's kind of like a like a comic book in a way. Uh-huh. It's so visually gorgeous. I love that movie. Yeah, man. and like you can't do that with live action. I mean, take a movie like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That movie tries to have like a kind of like a comic book feel to it. And it does a pretty good job doing it, but it, it can't do it like Yeah, it Spider-Man. is confined by the real world. Yeah. yeah. Like Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse can do so much more. Like you see like his swinging action. Like that is it's just so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I love the yeah. like you could see like the grain of the film mm-hmm. or the, of the comic book like sheets you yeah. know you see like the you see like the print and the the print errors and stuff from the comic books in the movie's animation you're like how did you do this yeah. like it's so impressive yeah yeah I 100 agree man Spider Verse is like probably the king when it comes to variety of animation but what else what other movies out there do you think like animated movies are like the standard for like visually gorgeous animated films like what are some more that that stand out um so for movies in my opinion that really set the bar for animation i got i mean besides spider-man and the spider-verse that sets the bar pretty high for today's standards um but if you're not going for that comic book feel um i think I think some Disney classics like, like Lion King or something like that. That movie like still, I mean, it still holds up, still holds up today. And I think what that did, the animation stuff of that is is a, a good baseline. It's a good standard for what animation should be, mm-hmm. right? And there are movies such as like Norm of the North. Oh, Norm of the North's a classic. Shut up! <laughs> Don't go bashing that movie. <laughs> I'm just saying the animation is quite lower than what it could be. It's, it's pretty doo doo, honestly. I yeah. can't deny. Yeah, like it, like that's the kind of thing that doesn't meet the standards for animation. Oh yeah, no way. And I think that also does that proposes an interesting argument then, like CGI versus li- uh, hand drawn. Mm-hmm. Like those two, like you have Norman North and Lion King, very different movies. Not just in how their quality ranges, but like their animation because you've got the hand-drawn animation which automatically takes more effort because of how long it takes to get something drawn perfectly then you got cg which though doesn't take as much time is much more realistic like in terms of like the dimensions and such so mm-hmm. uh it's it really comes with its own pluses and minuses which one do you prefer though like i mean not in norm of the north versus the lion king but like <laughs> what do you prefer cg or hand-drawn Oh, that's the hand-drawn kind of, and you don't see hand-drawn too often anymore. Yeah, it's been kind of a dying art because of how hard it is. Yeah, I mean, there are some great films that are hand-drawn that are just so nostalgic for me, like Lion King, Aladdin. Those are some of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And yes, I, I know it's harder for hand-drawn, but I feel like it just pays off at the end. Oh, yeah. I feel like it really pays off. And, they, and studios like Disney, they do a great job. They really do when it comes to hand-drawn, but they're not really doing that anymore. They're doing the more CG, like uh, Frozen, Moana, uh, what else is coming out? Um, Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. That sort of thing. Yeah, stuff like that. I mean, those are good movies, too. It's just not the same as hand-drawn. And CG, somewhat at hand-drawn, it, it also... Even though it's more realistic, you could still do some more, like, fantasy-based things. Mm -hmm. Like, things that are more imaginative, more creative, that you can't do in live action. 
Yeah, right. It's we can't discredit CGI as an awesome animation medium. There's so many amazing looking uh, CG movies. Yeah, it's just you got the hand drawn has such a like. And kind of what I mentioned earlier, it seems like there's so much love put into hand drawn animation. Like mm-hmm. it took time and effort, and people were like, people put their heart and souls into it. And mm-hmm. not that that can't be done in CG, it just doesn't feel like that as much, mm-hmm. you know. Like it feels more like a computer did it, and the people perfected it using the computer. Yeah, it's still impressive. It's just you got hand drawn, which is just leagues more impressive. So, uh, so we've talked about CG a bit. Uh, let's talk about the the animation's kind of little half brother that has been trying to make it big recently, but has not been doing so well. Uh, stop motion. Wh- uh, what do you think about stop motion? I feel like stop motion is kind of underappreciated. Oh, it really um, is. I think it would be like Coraline. Coraline. Like that's, that's probably my favorite stop motion movie. Um, yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of work that puts in that goes into stop motion. Like you have to like. Do like every single movement. Yeah, meticulously, like get yeah. in that detail, making sure everything looks so perfect and moves perfect. Yeah, and yeah. like you get the blinking and the movement. Oh my god, it's 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 insane. Yeah, it must take so much time. Like, and it's so impressive when you see one look so fluid. Mm-hmm. Very recently, there was a movie called uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Came out in twenty sixteen, I think. That's actually that's not actually that recent, but you know what I mean. Uh, it looks so visually gorgeous. It's so fluid and, and like perfect. It looks like CG, but it's not. And like that's such that's like such a cool thing. It's though to me, I love C, uh, stop motion. It almost is starting to feel like it. We might have reached the peak because you've made it look so fluid and look like real animation or not real animation. Like looks like CG animation. I feel like almost the illusion's starting to go away. Because now it's like, why bother doing stop motion when you can do CG that looks just like it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. I think we're running out of the, we're like, we're running out of uh, reason to have it. But at the same time, it's so visually impressive. I would still love to see it continue to evolve and do awesome things and change and grow and be like the coolest form of animation. Yeah. Um, like the future of animation. I, th- I think we should now. Oh, definitely. Start talking about that a bit. Um... So I think, like stop motion and hand drawn, I think they're gonna soon kind of fall out in a way, um, like soon, and CG like CG is kind of already the king right now, right? And hand drawn and stop motion are kind of going to fall out, but I feel like in the next maybe like ten fifteen years, there's gonna be like a resurgency. Of, of stop motion and hand drawn just because people are just gonna miss them so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so too. I watched an interesting video online. It was talking about the uh, like art history and mm-hmm. comparing it to what we think will happen with film. Art history started out where you'd start to have um, classical kind of paintings for a while. A lot of it was very similar, but then you started getting the more realistic paintings, right? Where mm-hmm. people looked extremely realistic. You started getting these photo perfect uh, paintings, mm-hmm. and that's what everybody wanted, right? But then, after a while of that, people started to realize they missed those old classic drawings a lot were more color-based and less realistic. So that kind of resurged. I, I would be willing to bet that's what's going to happen with film. Yeah. Like, with animation, because you'll start to get that hand-drawn, then CGI came in, and everybody was all amazed how realistic it looked. And then I think people are going to go back to hand-drawn, because they realize that, like, you know, it's always cool to have. Yeah. And it'll always come in waves. I think we'll have live-action, or not live-action, CGI for a while, then hand-drawn for a while. It'll kind of just be whatever time period, whatever people are interested in. And uh, another interesting point, we, we talk about that, you know, we're talking about like America, right? Like America's been doing, uh, CGI's been winning. But you know where hand-drawn's been winning? In Japan. You have Japanese mm-hmm. animations been hand-drawn for ages, and yeah. the CGI there is not really, like, that's not the major thing at all. Mm-hmm. There is CGI anime, but obviously the most uh, impactful and most popular of Japanese animation is the hand-drawn. Yeah. And so do you think, do you think that, that, that it living in, uh, Japan is like, is, is that the thing that's keeping hand-drawn alive in America too? Um, I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think it's Japan that's really keeping it all alive. I mean, there's not much in here in America, so. Yeah, um, it's just, I don't think the... The, the fan base of Japanese animation isn't that big that it would be able to keep 
like the whole country wanting um, hand-drawn animation. Well, I know. But I'm, it's, I'm just it's, using it's, more it's, general. I think it's definitely a big influence um, because there, there is a, there's a pretty big fan base. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Mm. Pretty big fan base. Um, but I just don't think it's big enough to, you know, keep hand-drawn alive in America. Yeah. I, I, I still think it's going to fall out I get you, in, I get in time. You. And because I mean, it already is. It already has. I mean, I don't remember the last hand drawn film. I think there was like Princess and the Frog. Two thousand ten. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long time yeah. Ago. That was that was a while. That's ten years ago. Right. Like I I always oh, I'm always impressed though because Japan has been doing anime for so long. Mm-hmm. But unlike America, where we got sick of it and started going to CG, it like the Japanese Japanese animation and animation like that is still going really strong. Mm-hmm. And no, nobody's gotten sick. Like, no one's gotten really that sick of it yet. Which, I mean, that's really interesting. And I feel kind of should be what's going on in America. I feel like we never should have dropped hand-drawn. I think we should have just kept doing hand-drawn and CG. Have that variety. I think but, it's just like a tradition thing, you know? It's like, anime it has always been hand-drawn. And switching it, I just think people wouldn't like it. That's true. And just, I mean, yeah. Like it'd be changing the formula. And to be fair, it's not like we're seeing CG like, and we're not seeing Disney do CG remakes of their of their hand drawn movies. Oh, Though, terrible. I mean, they might. They're doing the live action ones. They might do CG remakes. Oh. Yeah, that's not something I want to think about. But it's still really interesting to think about in terms of like uh, how long, like how we could be having hand drawn. Hand drawn could be such a big part of American animation, but it's not for some reason anymore. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, we kind of got a little off topic. Stop motion. <laughs> we didn't. I don't think we quite finished stop motion. Uh, do you think stop motion will come back though? Oh yeah, just like how, how just how I think hand John's gonna come back. I think stop motion's also gonna come back too, but probably not as big as hand John. Like we might get a couple here and there, but not not a ton. I mean, there's not a ton out right now. There might be like a total of like four or five. Yeah right. Uh, stop motion is not nearly like as prevalent as it used to be. But I still, I, I think I do agree with you. Like, I think it'll come back. Because there was, like, the time where it was, like, the, like, the early, mid-2010s where, like, we got a few, mm-hmm. like, coming, like, back-to-back, almost. Right, back, like, kind of returning some C- Like, there are still stop-motion. Uh, Leica did Missing Link last year. Mm, oh, yeah. So that was, that was stop-motion. That yeah. So, like, they're still out there. It's just mm. you have to look. And that's that's kind of been the big issue recently. You know, like, we're running out of stop motion, and it's not becoming very popular. Yeah. It's in the hand-drawn, really. It's, unless it's anime, you're not going to find much uh, hand-drawn anymore. Yeah. Uh, I agree. So, what are... Uh, I, mean, I kind of touched on it a bit, but some more examples of some of, like, the most interesting uses of, an, of animation. I do have one that I want to bring up. There's a movie called Loving Vincent, which is this... Uh, it's kind of like this... I don't want to say it's a biopic, but it's about a guy investigating like the death of vincent van gogh but it's all done like with paintings they Mm -hmm. they filmed like actual people and then painted over it in a style like van gogh's paintings now that is extremely risky like you've taken this you've taken uh like this new form of animation that's never been done before painting over like live action making these like living paintings like that is such a crazy idea, and someone that seems like it'd be kind of impossible, but it went and it was done, and then its 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 impact is still out there because there's that show Undone that I suggested, which mm-hmm. is done very similarly, this sort of like drawn over live action. I don't know what you'd call it, but like that's kind of a new form of animation that's been getting really popular, mm-hmm. and like, do you think it's possible that we'll find a new form of animation, maybe something that'll beat out CG? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to be that CG anytime soon, but... Um, well, not maybe not that form, but a new form, maybe. Yeah, of course. It's like, for animation, there's like an unlimited way mm-hmm. um, you can you can draw things. Um, yeah, for example, uh, like you said, the Vincent Van Gogh one or Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Like, that's... I mean, that's CG, but like, it's a unique way of doing it. Right. You know? Yeah, there's so many... There's unique ways of doing animation... And it's that's the, one of the pluses of it. There's so many different ways. Uh, and then remember, remember um, the facial animation stuff, like Mars Needs Moms. Oh, yeah, like yeah. they that was huge for a while. Oh. Doing like 
uh, I forget what they called it, uh, mo capture, motion capture, mm-hmm. where they'd like basically be realistic, but not quite. Yeah. Like that was huge in like the two thousands, but then died with Mars Needs Moms. <laughs> so, like what? Why do you think that one died? That one kind of went away. Yeah, wasn't, was... wasn't like Aladdin? Didn't they use that for Genie? Uh, well, I don't think for Genie. They did mocap for the backgrounds though. They did okay. the CG backgrounds. Okay. But like, what? Like, why do you think it died? Like Tintin and uh, Mars Needs Moms and Ants and stuff like that. Like I don't actually was Ants mocap. I think Ants was mocap. Well, like, why? Uh, why do you think that died off? I don't know. I just want people. I don't. I don't think people liked it. People like it was just. It was weird. Mm-hmm. It was a weird form of animation that it just. And I can't really think of a good movie that had it. <laughs> I mean, I've heard Tintin's good, but I haven't. I've yet to watch it. Yeah, like there really isn't. Like that many good movies that use mocap. Yeah, I mean it's also ugly. Like it's yeah, just so ugly. It's, it, like it's a very unattractive form of animation. Right, and it, I think it kind of beat defeats the purpose of CG mm-hmm. or of you know, computer animation because like, uh, you have you've made the animation look so close to realistic that like, uh, you know like it, it's useless. You know, mm-hmm. it's so useless to try to animate it because it's CG. And or no, it's so used to anime because it looks so realistic, and I feel like it's kind of a waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and it gets kind of the risk of CG too. I feel like if we get too realistic, what's the point of watching an animated movie when it's just gonna be so realistic? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's another th- reason why I hated that Super Lion King remake. Yeah, because you've made well, something live action that was originally animated, and you're like, what's the point? Yeah, and, like, it's all animals, too, so, like, that really doesn't work. Yeah, you've taken the emotion from animation and replaced it with the realistic, pro- the issues of realism. Like, the issues of things not looking realistic, and uh, the idea that animals don't emote. Like, they don't have emotions, so it doesn't work, you okay, know? Yeah, but the thing, the thing is, the live-action remake of Lion King is that... Okay, take 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 Aladdin for example. Like that. Okay, it's live action because using real people. With Lion King, there were no people. Yeah, Lion King movie. is basically an animated movie. It's, it's basically animated, animated, animated. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's live action, and it's just, it, it's so, it's such an ugly form of animation. Yeah, it's like trying like, to replicate realism. It, it's just like, what's the point? Like. There's like there's a difference between animation and live action. I feel like people today are trying to like kind of like erase the line between yeah. animation and live action, and I think there's a reason why there's a line between them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why people are trying to blend them together because they're not the same thing. They're really not. And and if you do, it just it makes things wacky and weird, and people don't like it. Yeah. People don't like it. I can't think of a movie that people like the blend between animation and live action i mean there are there are movies that have animated characters in real world settings like foo frame browser rabbit yeah cool worlds and stuff yeah yeah i mean those movies are okay but like people don't love them i mean i, I really enjoy uh, foo frame browser rabbit yeah i get what you're saying like there's no point in trying to make animation look like real life because you're taking away what made animation unique in the first place yeah i guess i guess it's two different things like putting a live action character in the real world and Having kind of like a semi-realistic it's all good, animation it's all good. style, two different things. Yeah, I mean that's just kind of like that's animation, you know. Like you can do so much with it, but at the same time, there's so there's only a certain amount that you can do that feels warranted. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you want to make CGI look like real life so close to the point where you're like, why don't you just make this live action, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that I feel like. That's also what people worry about with real CG, like mm-hmm. with CGI or CGI in um, in live action movies, right? I think people worry that like using too much CG makes you question why didn't you just do this animated? Like, yeah. I think that uh, especially when the prequels came out, the prequel Star Wars films, I think that was when people really started to question. Yoda. It. Like, yeah, right. There's like too much CG, and yeah. you're like to the point where you're like, why did you bother doing this much CG? Why didn't you just like you know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't suggest doing an animated, but at the same time, like you're basically making it animated. Yeah. Like it's too, it's not realistic enough for you to be uh, convinced of the illusion. But at the same time, it's it's too like gross to be animation. Yeah. Like it's too much like realist real life to be animation. And I feel like they, like I said, they took away that. You're like actually, it's like you said, 
it takes away that that line mm. and becomes kind of a waste, mm. you know? Yeah. Can I, can I ask you a question? Of course. Go ahead. All right. So we kind of touched on this a little bit, but how do you feel about adult animation? Adult animation? Uh, I think adult animation, I think because there are so many great stories out there that are mature and dark, mm-hmm. I think adult animation has the potential to be something really awesome. But I feel when you say adult animation, the first thing that comes to mind is Family Guy, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that is not what adult animation should be. Like the the idea that animation, oh, look at that. It's an animated character, but doing something adult. Like that's not a good joke. That's a joke that's been done over and over, and it's not funny. Yeah. The joke needs to be more that you're – or if you're going to do a joke like that, do something clever. Mm-hmm. Like don't just make it make the joke that they're animated. And same thing goes with like puppets and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't make the joke that puppets are doing something dirty because it's just dumb. <laughs> it's not funny. Yeah, we were talking about um, – The Happy Time Murders. Yeah. yeah. That <laughs> came out like 2018. No one saw that no because who it. cares? No one. Like puppets are – we know puppets can do anything because we control them. So why would you make them make the joke be like, oh, they're doing something dirty? Well, no, duh, because you made them do something dirty. Yeah. What's the joke? Yeah. It's it's kind of dumb. And that goes with, with adult animation, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the joke shouldn't be that animated characters are doing something gross. The joke should be something more than that. Yeah. So if I were to, say, do adult animation, I would refer you to Perfect Blue or Ghost in the Shell or something that... Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, Yeah. Do use animation and just do something unique. Do something grown up. That's not like it's grown up as in it's just mature and different and mm-hmm. impressive and well thought out and dark. Not something that's just fun. Uh, just the joke is that they're that they're adults. Like that's that's dumb. Yeah, I, I feel like people don't know how to do adult animation right. Like they're just like adult animation. Oh, dirty stuff. Right. Animated characters doing dirty stuff. Ooh, funny, funny. Exactly. Like, it's not it's, funny. It's not funny because it's a du- it's an overdone joke. Like, it's a joke that is not funny because there's no punchline. The punchline is that it's a cute animated character doing something that's not cute. Like, that's been done. And it's not shocking anymore. Yeah. Maybe it would have worked in the 90s, but not anymore. Yeah. And I think that's it's just that need to evolve. Like, I 100% agree with you there. It, like animation needs to continuously evolve and if you're gonna keep doing the same jokes Mm -hmm. i think it's time to drop that type of movie you know yeah 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 so that's that do be that do be life though all right i've got a question for you Connor. Ooh, look at you go (laughs) on a on a streak go ahead it's two two questions look at you go um so how do you think animation became so popular why animation became so popular yeah uh well i it's easy to to point fingers at walt disney because you know he did snow white it's Snow White. People lost their minds. They're like, an animated, full-length feature film? Yeah. Are you crazy? But then they went and did it. And, you know, that was huge. Mm-hmm. And I think at first it became that it was a, it was just variation, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you had these family-friendly uh, films that were done in a unique way that had never been done before. Like, it was just that appeal that's different, you know? It's unique. It's, it's new. And I think they've lasted so long because of how powerful animation is Mm -hmm. you can do so much and you never can truly run out of ideas with animation because there's so much you can do within it i think that might be the major thing like it's it started out so simple with with snow white but now you got spider-verse and a loving vincent and wreck it ralph and uh kubo and the two strings and so many films that are so vastly different and like there's no way that like we would have been able to do that, you know, in 1930, 1937, when uh, Snow White came out. Oh, is that old? Yeah, 1937. Old, old movie. Or 39, one of two. Like, there's so much, like, evolution there. And I feel like it's it's that varying. It's that, it's that idea that we still haven't run out of things to do with animation. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the biggest, the, the biggest appeal. And, like, yeah, that's, it's really impressive. What do you think? What, what, why do you think it lasted this long? Do you have thoughts? Oh, I mean, I totally agree with, like, everything that you said. I don't really know what to add. Um, yeah, I, I just think animation kind of, like, opened a new world for creativity that we couldn't do before with uh, live action or the cinema and in general, I guess. Um, I think that's what, I think it's what, why it lasted so long, why it's lasting today, why, why it's going to continue 
to last. Um, yeah. Um, another point I want to kind of go into go is how we kind of touched on this earlier a bit. I don't go into depth with it, but how um, people see animation as kind of being a, a, a child's ch- things, some, yeah. something for children. I mean, yeah, it did Not start that, with with Snow White. Yeah, yeah that, that adults can't get enjoyment out of. And that's just and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's so many movies out there that are geared towards children, but yet have adult themes within them. And a lot of the times, the animation is for the kids, but I think they tell stories and have themes that are geared towards an older demographic. You yeah, know? everyone, you know? Mm. And I think that's that kind of digs into even a even bigger a bigger kind of topic, that is like a family film versus a kids film, where you've got kids films where they're very strictly towards kids and adults don't find anything to enjoy because they know this stuff. Then there's family films which is good for kids because kids can enjoy the comedy or the animation and adults can appreciate it because of the ideas and the the themes and the characters. Mm-hmm. Like there's like take Toy Story. Toy Story is a CG animated movie about toys. Boom. Kids will automatically like it. But then you've got what they decide for adults. You have this just, you have such lovable characters voiced by actors that people knew and loved. You have this, these unique ideas that you've never seen before. The ideas of like, uh, or ideas in uh, animated movies like, you know, jealousy and like trying to hold your place as the most beloved even though, you know, even though you're running out of time and like age is taking over you. Like, yes. it's not like, the most complicated themes ever but at the same time it has that for you an adult can go in and appreciate that and it's not like a kids movie like norm of the north where it's just goofy comedy and that's it like it's just for kids plain and simple then you've got family movies which can be so variety so varied and have so much heart and love put into them like yeah exactly i do agree with you dave that whole concept of like a kids animated movie or one that's for a family. Yeah. What's another example of an animated movie that's for families as opposed to just kids? What's What's another one that's like sticks out to you? Oh, uh, I was gonna think of a movie. I was thinking of a show. A show. Go ahead. Show. We we have a sh- this uh, animation does not just limit itself to movies. Yeah, so yeah. of course. So what kind of got me talking about this was the show Avatar: The Last Airbender. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. Um. That show it it aired on Nickelodeon, which is a channel geared towards kids mm-hmm. and in fact for a long time they advertised themselves as being run by kids yeah um and when the show came out it came out during a time where like a lot of the tv on there was kind of like mindless tv for kids to watch yeah, you had spongebob you had yeah. rugrats you had uh-huh. this this and that it's yeah. not like they were bad it's just they were not the smartest thing in the world yeah and then avatar came along and it really changed the game uh, i think for animated television um, because it, 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 it told such complex themes mm-hmm. that a lot of shows at this time didn't even try to mess with at all. Especially for a kid's show. I think that's so incredible and so cool. Like the animation, you can get, okay, no matter how old you are, you can get something out of this show. Like if you're younger, you can't really tell what's going on. You see the, uh, the really cool animation, like the water animation, the fire, the earth, the air, like that's that's so Just cool. Intro, <laughs> the intro to the show. That yeah, like that's that's so cool to watch. But like when you get older, like you're, you're in your teenage years, in adult years, and you really start to pay attention to the dialogue. It's like wow, this show is incredibly deep. Like it has very deep themes to it, and I I just think that that really changed the game for what animation could be. I think it really set the bar for what animation honestly could be. Exactly. Like, taking a show that can appeal to a kid, but at the same time tell that mature story that you wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. Like, that is such an impressive feat. I feel such a discredit to animation. People will watch an animation and be like, oh, it was made for kids, so why should I enjoy it? Yeah, right? No. Animation is not made for kids. It's made by adults and can appeal to kids. I think that's such an impressive thing. If you can make an animated show or movie that 
is uh, that kids can like and adults can appreciate. That is so impressive. Uh, yeah, that's what After Life Dead Winter really yeah, it's is. It's working within your restrictions and making something that is so above and beyond yeah. what was expected of you. Yeah. That is such an impressive thing. Like, I can think of so many examples of that. Like, beyond... I haven't even watched Avatar. Think of Clone Wars. Think of Ben 10. Think of Kim Possible. Think mm-hmm. of Danny Phantom. Stories that had... Or shows that had stories that were clearly thought of by people who cared. Mm-hmm. And... It, it is made for kids but it has a story and has things in it that matter that like that make people care about them you mm-hmm. know has a story that was clearly had a lot of effort into it had characters that were well written you know i mean maybe not to the extent of avatar obviously i haven't seen it but like there's so much varied like character and story in there that it's not that you know it couldn't be done for a mature audience but it was done for both mm-hmm. it was done for kids and adults which is so impressive yeah and just shows the talent that goes that has to be put into it. Like there's so much work and effort had to be put into the show to make sure it was for available to both kids and adults to be liked both and equally. You know, they did such a good job of that. Yeah. And there's so many films that do that too, especially Pixar. Pixar is like the king of making movies that are extremely emotionally impactful for adults and kids alike. You know, like the the best examples. You know, take Wall-E, take ratatouille take inside out take coco you movies that have emotional cores you know they'll hit you hard dude like you've cried at a pixar movie like guaranteed uh, at some point during your kid life or adult life you've cried at a pixar movie yeah you've had to maybe not a lot but a little bit like a single tear to your eye when you see the ending of inside out or the ending of toy story 3 you know mm-hmm. like some some emotion had to be risen out of you and everyone has a different one, you know? I've heard people say they cried at Toy Story 3. I've heard people say they cried at the end, at, in the middle of Cars. Like cars. When, when, at the, when the song My Town oh, or yeah, Our Town. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, like, people, people are emotionally impacted by every Pixar movie. And, or, like, by one or another, you know? Mm-hmm. They're always, they'll always hit someone. And it's just so well done. And that's exactly why animation is so awesome. Like, you can appeal to a kid and adult with the exact same imagery. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so impressive. What what Pixar movie hit you the hardest, like emotionally? I gotta say Cars. Car really? Yeah. Like, Just like man, I, that I, Our I, Town sequence. I forgot about that. Like that made me really sad when I saw it for the first time. Oh yeah, that I mean that's a, it's just a well done scene. People like really discredit Cars, uh-huh. but really, dude, it's not that bad. The first one's solid, like yeah. in terms of well done. A well-done movie that's just simple, you know? Then we get to Cars 2. Then we get to Cars 2, which is like, okay, let's sell some toys. Let's get some spy cars out there. Why not? <laughs> uh, sure, a, a Miles Axelrod selling gas that's going to make cars explode. Sure. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we're not here to talk about Cars 2. Uh, one of the ones that impacted me the most, David, was um, Inside Out. Mm-hmm. I remember Inside Out was such an emotional like powerhouse for me. I mean, people are so kind of, like, uh, kind of, iffy around it some people really like it some people don't but like that movie hit me so hard i love inside out a lot it's one of my favorites but yeah um what other maybe not outside of pixar what other animations do you think like left an impact on you like that what do you know do you think like there was a time when you watched an animated film as a kid and that memory still lasts with you to this day something emotional or something interesting um well i can't really think of any animated movies yeah, or shows of course yeah they did that for me because i watch a lot more shows than i do movies um there are a couple shows that i've watched that that have really brought me brought out my emotions um like take this anime that i watched it's called assassination classroom oop assassination classroom i think that and that's like the only show that's that's ever made me cry before mm-hmm. um Though is that one for uh mature for everyone or just adults? Um, it's it's I I think it's more for adults. Well, still again shows the power of animation. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. The thing the thing with anime is that it's 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 more geared towards adults than it is to kids. Like I can't think of many animes besides like Dragon Ball Z, maybe like Naruto or something, that are really geared towards. Kids. Or at least the one those are the, those aren't the ones you're watching. Yeah, 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 and like the early episodes of One Piece, like I mean, besides those, like yeah, the yeah, ones that I'm watching, like those are, those are more mature. Well, right, there are some out there, but yeah, like again, that shows like how the power of animation. You can use animation, yeah. and it can spur emotions mm-hmm. in you. You know, yeah. 
so impressive. And I think it's I guess the thing I love about animation, like you have so much variety in it. Mm-hmm. You got those mature animations, you got those kids animations, you got the CG animations, you got the hand drawn animations. There's so much there, so much variety. Yeah. And I feel we we barely scratched the surface. I think we can continue to do more. Like we could do animated horror films. We yeah. could do animated western films. You can do animated romance films, war films. I think yeah. the, as we keep learning and growing as a society, I think we can keep finding more ways to experiment with animation, do things that no one would have ever dreamed you could do in animation, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think I think it, that's another reason why it'll never die. Yeah. Because you will never run out of things to do with animation. Limitless potential. Right. And if we do run out of things to do with animation, we're not trying hard enough. <laughs> like, there's got to be stuff you can do. Yeah. yeah. And I think, honestly, that's like, that's like, that's exactly what we should be saying. Like, that's exactly how, or what makes animation so unique, you know? Yeah. And I swear to God, if someone again say says that you can't watch an animated film and judge it on the same level as a live action one, it needs to get slapped. Yeah. I've heard that so many times. Like, they say like, oh, it's like it's made for kids, so I can't say I can't rate it on the same level as live action movies. What do you mean? Like they're made, they're both made by adults. Yeah. They're not made by kids. <laughs> like unless it's like Little Einsteins or something. Like a, an animated uh, film should be able to work on the same level as a live action one. If it doesn't, then it's bad. Yeah. Like you know, that's just that's just life. You know. What do you say, you? What do you say about animation? What's your final word? Or one of your final words. Obviously, I don't want to limit it here. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that was very well said. Thank you. Um, I'll try to see if I can add anything. You covered a lot. Um, yeah, limitless potential of animation. I, I think animation could always go somewhere. And no, no matter what, no matter what, animation is, is limitless potential. I mean, we'll always find things to animate. No matter what, because... Humans are creative people. Our creative creative speed is a creative species, you know. Creative creatures. Creative creatures, um, and as long as people are still creative, animation is still gonna keep existing. Um, it, it's it's a, it's a great medium. Um, it's it's inspired so many people. Uh, it's it's just an amazing thing. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love animation too. Yeah. With that being said, we are at forty two minutes. So I think it's time we hop into some suggestions. We got a little bit of a smaller episode this week, but it's we are sitting in little chairs right now with one mic, so it's a little harder to do. Yeah. But let us discuss our suggestions. David, what have you been doing this week? Alright, I haven't been doing much this week. Um, well, someone's lazy. Jeez. Yeah, I have a show and I have an album. Just two? Just two. Well, you better think of a third, because I have three. I'm working on here. Right. I'm doing cool stuff, and you're right. doing nothing. Right. You oh. bum. All right. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so my show. My show is Atlanta. Atlanta? Atlanta. So in the last episode, you mentioned Donald Glover. Um, we talked about community and talked about Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two weeks before that, we talked about... Uh, music and also again Donald Glover. Yeah, okay, for mentioning him every week. Yeah. Um, but this is a show, his new show. I get it's not that new. It's not super new. It's not super new, but it's this show that is about. It takes place in Atlanta, of course, and it's about. It's like it takes place in Atlanta, Connecticut. <laughs> and it has there's one other dude, and there's the guy from Sorry to Bother You. Oh, uh. Lakeith Stanfield? Yeah, he's in it. Very cool. One of the main characters, actually. Very cool. Um, he's really funny. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's about kind of like these aspiring rap artists, kind of. So it's like, it's like, because a couple weeks ago I mentioned Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. Yeah. Um, that, that show wasn't about an aspiring artist as well. But I feel like Atlanta actually does it better than Dave does. <gasps> Yeah. Hi, I'm Dave. Yeah, but then hi, I'm Dave. How dare you say that? Your name is literally David. <laughs> um, but yeah, like like the way the show kind of works out, like it's it, it like takes place in kind of like a a poor community almost, because like it 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 like he talks about like the way like he he raps. It, it's it's in a way that's so much different from Dave. Like Dave is a privileged man. Who's like kind of like rapping about his privileged life, kind of. He hi, he's Dave, you know. Yeah, like, hi, he's Dave, and I feel like this show is just so much more real, so much more grounded. Mm-hmm. 
Um, as as has a nice foundation to it. I I haven't watched a ton of it. I've watched like, the first like two or three episodes or so. Um, I really like it. Um, check it out. Definitely check it out. I don't, I don't spoil too much. Completely Very show. cool. I've heard it's really good. It's That's on the watch list for sure. It's good. All right, get some more suggestions ready. All right, all right, all right. You got this. All right. Um, my second suggestion is a album. Mm-hmm. My album is this album isn't new. It's actually five years old. Oh, that's fine. But 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 it just recently came to Disney Plus, and that is the Hamilton album. Yeah, it's not called the Hamilton album. It's the Hamilton soundtrack. Hamilton Bum. album. Alexander Hamilton. Yes. Yeah. Not um, giving away his shot. No no no. Um, I really enjoy this album. Like, like I saw the play. Um, last year, as a birthday present, and after that, I, I just really fell in love with it. Like he did not give away his shot. He did not. I did not. I gave him my shot. Um, this is just an, such an amazing play, such an amazing musical, written by Lin Miranda, with Lin Miranda, David Diggs, Leslie Odom Jr. Ooh, get him! Ooh, ooh, spit him out! Keep going. I don't know anybody else. Oh. Okay. No, wait, no, as, as uh, Anthony Ramos. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's, that's everyone I know. A girl. Uh, a a, a guy from know. Frozen. Um, uh, what else? <laughs> um, yeah, the, the original cast is amazing. I love the play. It's about, it's about Hamilton's life. Like, it goes from him before the Revolutionary War all the way to his death. Like, it's basically his, like, his whole life. It's really cool. Um... If you have Disney Plus, I really rec- I highly recommend seeing it. It's really good. Um, Wait, so what, does that count as two suggestions then? Because you see yeah, the soundtrack and does. the film. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna give you that point, even though I probably should not be. So yeah, I recommend two things: the musical if you have Disney Plus. If you don't, you can easily find the soundtrack um, on any online streaming service like Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, whatever. Or you can just look it up on the internet. The whatever, whatever. Does have access to that. Yeah, whatever. Listen to Just it. don't give away your shot. Don't give away your shot. The first, like, four songs are amazing. Are, are gold. They're bangers. Yes, they really are. So, please, check out the Hamilton soundtrack. Okay. That's very interesting. And musical. Yeah, I definitely want to watch that because it's three hours long, so you got to prepare yourself. Yeah, you do. So, I have a film. your booty cheeks. Ooh, booty cheeks, bro. Booty cheeks. I have a film suggestion, a, a video game suggestion, and a song suggestion. Okay. So my, my film suggestion is the classic Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, the man, the myth, the legend, who directed both The Godfather and Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now being the one Godfather? of Godfather? Yeah. But Apocalypse Now being one of my favorite movies. I've yet to see Godfather. Uh, but yeah, Dracula. Uh, it stars Gary Oldman as the, the titular character. It's got Keanu Reeves in it. Oh. It's got Winona Ryder. It's got Anthony Hopkins. It's got the whole crew. Oh. And it's it's just a classic retelling of the book done in such a gorgeous way. Francis Ford Coppola directs this movie like a boss, dude. Like, it is such a visually gorgeous movie. The shots are amazing. They do all these crazy stuff with the shadows. Like, there's shadows moving and stuff. It's so cool. Like... The visuals and the set pieces and the costume design and the makeup are fantastic. The uh, It's not, like, amazing in terms of everything else. Like, the visuals and the directing are really the best parts. But, like, Keanu Reeves does this British accent for about half the movie, and it is bad. And Winona Ryder, I, I do love Winona Ryder. She's a great actress. But here, she kind of seems a little lost. And it gets a little silly. Like, it almost gets caught up in its own ridiculousness. Like, it thinks that it's so cool when it's kind of silly and dumb. But... It does have a lot of great things going for it, and if I don't think you could find much better in terms of the dra- uh, terms of Dracula adaptations, I think this probably will be your best bet. Was it like one of Keanu Reeves' first movies? Uh, it was pretty early. It was 1992, so yeah. it could theoretically be one of his first. He was super young in it. It's crazy, but yeah, it was such a. It's a pretty solid movie. Uh, it's it's not the easiest thing to watch because it's very artsy, but like it's still really well done and it's visually gorgeous. Dude, the directing's amazing. So yeah, go check that one out if you're a big uh, film guy or big uh, classical stories guy. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next is a video game suggestion. It's kind of the complete opposite of this. It's a game called Cluster Truck. I've been playing this game for like a year, maybe even two years oh, yeah, now. I've seen it on your PS4. Like, yeah, because I, I play it. Yeah, it's been on there for ages, and I play it when 
uh, usually if I'm waiting for someone to hop online, like if Michael, if my friend Michael, you know, the guy from the anime podcast, he says, hey, I'm going to hop on in like 20 minutes. I'll hop on Cluster Truck for 20 minutes. It's this crazy high-octane game where you just are this little invisible ball and you jump from truck to truck and try to get to the end, you know? Like it's a kind of a parkour challenge. And it's so – it's the thing that makes it work is that when you die, you just push X and you start over again. Like – it's such a relieving thing. It's such a small thing, but it makes the experience so much better because you don't like have to get all frustrated and then wait for a whole loading screen when you die. You boom, restart right away. Just you you die, you start over, you keep going. So you're constantly trying at it, trying to win this, trying to get from truck to truck, trying to get to the end. And it feels like you're there's like you keep working at it. It's engaging to play, it's engaging to watch, and you never feel like you're getting bogged down. Every time you lose, you push X, start over right again. No wait. It's really well done. It's really fun. And it's just a very solid game if you want to just lay back and relax. It's not very stressful unless you've been playing it for like six hours and it might be stressful. But like it's it's a pretty solid game. And I have a lot, I've had a lot of fun just chilling, waiting for people to hop online and playing it. It's a good game. Cool. Now my final suggestion for you guys today is a song. I will not be here too long because this is a very divisive genre that is the folk pop. I'm not a huge folk guy at all, but I went to go see a concert a while back, and this band opened up for them, and it's this family band, like it's literally just these siblings called The Hunts. Really solid band. Definitely check them out because they're super underrated. And they do like a lot of like little folksy pop songs. They're not like over-the-top folksy. They're just very simple and very fun and very laid back. And they recently did a single called Human which is this really emotionally driven song of, of these two people realizing that they've made a mistake and uh, trying to fix that relationship, but recognizing that they've done something wrong and they probably shouldn't be forgiven, but just please try, you know? It's a really well-written song. It's really beautifully performed, and it's six minutes long, so mm. if you need to sit down and get ready for it. But it's a really well-done song that's like really emotionally like impactful. And just beautiful, like the music and the instrumental stuff is so good, and it's like a perfect, a perfect encapsulation of why the hunts are awesome. Like they use, they have all these different instruments. They've got violins, they've got stuff you've never heard of before, and guitars and stuff. All these crazy instruments, and they just it makes this really unique sound that you're not gonna see any, you're not gonna hear anywhere else. It's really nice and like really relaxing, you know. And uh, that's my other suggestion. And I'm out of suggestions. Do you have anything else you want to suggest while you're here? That's it. That's all you've got? That's all i got. All right. Thank you so much again for listening to this latest episode of the podcast. Instagram. It's a, yeah, Instagram. Uh, what's that smell underscore? You're thinking again. Are you thinking again? Yeah. Uh, please check us out there. Please share us with your friends, of course. Uh, I had a pretty solid time this episode. It's pretty short, but we you know we can't go too long. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much again. Uh, thank you. And... Uh, Please share us where anywhere you can share us. You know, we would love to continue spreading and mm-hmm. having our voice be heard from multiple countries as we've already in like a couple. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. And thank you again for listening to the podcast, which is. What's that smell? You thinking again. <laughs>